Digital banking already had good momentum going before COVID-19, but the arrival of the virus has added a brisk tailwind. So where do things stand now, and where are they going? We have two guests for this week's podcast, both of them from the research side of BAI. I'll speak to Jason Mencius and Mark Riddle about results from recent BAI surveys on digital banking trends, and also about how financial institutions are handling the unprecedented disruptions caused by the pandemic. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. COVID-19 has clamped down on face-to-face banking interactions, and in doing so, it has raised the importance of digital banking. So important are current digital banking trends that we have two guests on this week's podcast to cover the territory. Jason Mencius and Mark Riddle are both research directors at BAI, and they're here to talk through 2020 survey results on digital banking now and what we might expect going forward. Mark and Jason, thanks for making the time to join us. Thanks, Terry. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, Terry. Thanks for having us. Of course. So right off the top, can you give me just a little bit more uh, background about the BAI Banking Outlook Research Program? Yes, uh, BAI does quarterly research, and we're trying to help financial service leaders understand topics that are of high value and high interest at the time. And we want to get a 360-degree view of those topics by asking both the customer, their viewpoint, as well as financial service leaders. So we kind of connect those and have a a 360-degree view. And today, we're going to share highlights from research we conducted on uh, digital banking, which is uh, very topical, very important right now. And part of our quarterly banking outlook program, we've also looked at how banks are adjusting to COVID-19, which we'll talk a little bit today with the digital. We're also having a human resources, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion survey that's uh, actually just coming out of the field right now, and neo-banking trends. So it's very exciting to be topical and help the industry with uh, things that are on point. Jason, anything to add to that? Yeah, based on feedback from our research customers, We know that digital banking and understanding key customer trends in digital banking is a really hot topic. And it was even prior to the pandemic, but even more so now as most interactions with financial service organizations had to transition to digital as branches and the in-person channels had to close down. As we meet with those customers, research customers, Mark and I are on the road and doing webinars with our executive level uh, banking clients. And we consistently receive questions about who is winning in digital banking, whether customers would switch banks for a superior digital customer experience. And we address these and other questions by surveying both bankers and retail bank customers so we can provide actionable insights around these specific areas. And we did this survey just before the pandemic really hit. We conducted the survey in January and February of 2020. But many of the trends that we're going to talk about, we were trending that way prior to the pandemic. And you know, post-pandemic, we will kind of go back to where we were in the past 
possibly or maybe not. These trends that we're going to be talking about today are still going to be very actionable as we progress through the rest of the year. Yep. With that setup, let's just jump right in. What uh, were, if any, what were the big surprises from the digital banking survey results? I found it surprising that customers' biggest frustrations with the current digital banking solutions was really concern about fraud and identity theft. So what can banks do to alleviate the customer's concern about fraud and identity theft uh, through digital banking? We know from our conversations with bank executives during our benchmarking research presentations that I've talked a little bit about already, that they are investing significant amounts of money to uh, improve the digital online account opening process, not only time, but a lot of money as well. It's important that along with these investments, one area of needed improvement is really making the customers more comfortable with sharing uh, personal financial information uh, online in a safe and secure manner. There's a lot of information that needs to be shared uh, with uh, opening an account online. So that needs to be improved upon, make it a little bit more seamless. A couple of ways the industry can really address this concern is by using technology that already exists. Unfortunately, though, most are not really utilizing the technology. Um, that technology is things like collecting fingerprints, retina scan, um, or even speech to identify their customers. But according to our research, this would make more customers feel more secure if, they, if the banks were to use these technologies. Also, most customers say that they are okay with their primary financial institution using these technologies along with artificial intelligence to improve their experience. Now, if AI was implemented, it could be used to identify fraud and security concerns before they occur. Right. So, Mark, maybe you can start with this question. As financial service organizations try to attract new digital banking customers, what do you think are some of the key drivers for acquisition? Yeah, it's a great question. And one of the things we tried to explore in our, the research, and I was a little surprised about that um, established brands and being recommended by friends and family are extremely important, which we knew that was, but even more important to Generation Z or the new generation. So uh, three fourths of them said that that was critical when making that purchase decision. Yeah, and that really highlights the need for financial services organizations to have a great reputation, particularly on social media where friends and family are heavily influencing the younger generation's financial decisions, not only financial decisions, but decisions in general. And it also helps attracting new digital banking customers. Yeah, being right. an established brand is uh, really hard, though, for new entrants because it's really a chicken or egg. How do neobanks or fintechs become an established brand when you're a new disruptor. And I think that's really the reason, Mark, why we've seen so many fintechs struggle to enter the financial services space. It's not just about that superior digital technology or technology that they do offer, but it's being an established brand. It's really difficult to have both. That's why we've seen recently some neobanks like the Lending Club announce that they would buy or they purchased Radius Bank, an actual uh, branch based bank out in Boston for $185 million. This is the more likely path forward for other fintechs aspiring to get into the banking arena. Yeah, Jason, uh, you mentioned earlier about being surprised about customers being willing to switch or switching for a better digital customer experience. Can you drill down into that a little bit more for us? 
Yeah, sure, Terry. In 2019, less than one half of Gen Z and millennials said that they would switch their primary financial service organization for better digital experience. But now one year later, and actually it was less than a year, it's now six in 10 Gen Z and millennials would switch. So a pretty big increase, even in that short period. Those who describe themselves, though, as early adopters of new technologies, those individuals, eight in 10, said that they would switch for better digital experience. The point is that each new generation, the digital customer experience becomes more and more important. Also to those self-proclaimed early adopters of new technology, those are increasing more rapidly every with every generational segment each year. So customers would switch for a better digital customer experience. What exactly is a better digital customer experience? Mark, maybe you wanna take that one on. Yeah, certainly. The number one answer was 24-7 customer service available for digital banking. And uh, the second was opening and closing accounts without filling in so much information. And then third, having clear and easy to use apps. Jason, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, in the longer term, there is uh, the possibility of voice recognition, artificial intelligence technology that could be used to handle some questions that customers have for digital customer service. Chatbots also have a role in solving digital dilemma through more automated means rather than the live agent calls that are needed today. We might find an acceleration in the implementation of these tools in light of the current environment with uh, COVID-19. Yeah, we learned about that 24-7 customer service issue at a BAI contact center roundtable meeting that we host. And what we found out through that is every time a financial service organization rolls out enhanced digital tools, there's a spike in the live agent call volume. That's because customers love digital, but they're still trying to figure out how to use it, how to use those new features. And so we're still not to the point where uh, we don't need the human interaction to sometimes help with that digital adoption. Yeah, another another thing around the third most important improvement for customers overall, that was having a clear, clearer and easier to use apps. Uh, but that's actually even more important for Gen Z who rank this as the second best way to enhance their current digital banking experience. Now, that's a little bit more difficult to pinpoint. It's not very specific, uh, but banks probably should focus on those most used transactions, such as checking balances, paying bills, transferring funds, reviewing statements. Those are really the top areas that banks need to improve app functionality to make them just easier to use, more seamless, uh, more user-friendly. We keep hearing about open banking. We keep hearing about the gig economy. How will those impact the future of digital banking, do you think? Well, we know that the COVID-19 pandemic is accelerating adoption and usage of digital banking right now. And 69% of our benchmarking clients reported increases in online account openings, some seen double or triple the numbers monthly since the pandemic. But really the big breakthrough in digital banking is when open banking becomes a reality in the US. That'll usher in major change. And open banking basically means that banks use application programming interfaces or APIs, you may know them by, that allows organizations and third parties to share customer data. And that sharing of data will make it easier for customers to do things like transfer funds, make payments. One of the pain points we saw was fill in less information when opening accounts. 
switch providers. And those are just a few of the benefits uh, that would come with open banking. And when we surveyed the bankers, most of them did agree that open banking will have the most major impact uh, to their business with regards to digital banking. Yeah, Mark, a little bit more color around open banking and what banks are thinking right now. Six out of 10 banks are preparing for open banking as we speak. And that's really a key component of the industry's ability to develop and implement open banking uh, is really wrapped around the gig economy. The gig economy is going to be very important uh, for developing that. About half of the organizations we surveyed have the framework in place or are actually working on the framework to support the gig economy, especially the gig workers. Although small community banks under $5 billion are really lagging in this area with only one in 10 preparing for open banking and only two in 10 having a framework or developing a framework to support the gig economy. You know, we've really covered a lot of ground in our discussion so far. So, I mean, if we had to sum it all up, my takeaway is it sounds like the BAI Banking Outlook Research is revealing quite a few challenges, quite a few opportunities out there for banks to address particularly regarding digital banking. Yeah, I agree, Terry. And I saw the overarching issue that emerged was improving the digital banking experience is critical to retaining and growing banking relationships. And many financial service organizations have redeployed branch staff since the pandemic to field customer service calls, and a few are proactively reaching out to customers to see if they need help using the digital banking tools that they maybe haven't used in the past. So in some regards, this is even accelerated uh, quicker because of the pandemic. One bank reported using what they call a buck slip that when customers would come to the drive up window, they'd give them information that provided instruction on how to use digital banking. Yeah, as Mark mentioned, COVID-19 has created a very different environment than we've ever had before. And it really accelerated the digital banking adoption out of necessity. And the financial services organizations who helped transition their customers more effectively to those digital channels during this pandemic will be the winners after the pandemic is over. Many of my clients have increased the limits for remote deposit capture to accommodate some of the larger stimulus checks for mobile deposits. Some banks had some lower limits. So in the past, those checks would have to be actually physically deposited at a branch. They increased those limits so they could use that mobile uh, deposit capture feature so they could deposit those digitally. This really has created a better customer experience as deposits in the past, again, would have been denied through that mobile channel. Yes, that's a good point. Better customer experience is what banks and credit unions are striving for, be it live interactions or through digital channels. It's a way to stand out in an ever more competitive environment. So Mark Riddle, Jason Mencius, both directors of research at BAI, we really appreciate the insights that you shared with us today. Thank you very much, Terry. A few takeaways from today's podcast with BAI's Mark Riddle and Jason Mencius. COVID-19 has forced an acceleration toward digital banking, and those better at transitioning customers to digital channels stand to be the winners after the pandemic. One of the higher hurdles is making customers more comfortable sharing their financial information online. Technology to create that comfort zone already exists. This includes fingerprints and retinal scans, but most banks are not really using them. While progress is being made, 
The BAI research suggests that the big breakthrough for digital banking comes when there's open banking in the U.S. And central to open banking taking root is the gig economy, and more specifically, the gig workers. Roughly half of the institutions surveyed by BAI are ready or are getting ready to support the gig workers, although small community banks look to be lagging. And the surveys also made some findings regarding millennials and Gen Z. Both of these demographic cohorts follow established brands and recommendations by their friends and family when shopping. This reinforces the need for financial institutions to have a great reputation on social media. Getting them is one thing, keeping them is another. More than half of the Gen Z and millennials say they'll switch for a better digital experience. Thanks for listening to this week's BAI Banking Strategies podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor of BAI. We're back next week with another conversation that addresses a key issue facing the financial services industry. Until then, stay safe and stay healthy.